podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. Today on our Let's Route readings, we're going to start our four-part series entitled, Anchor Your Soul. In this four-part series, we'll be discussing in depth and detail about the soul as well as our spirit realm. Our first lesson is going to be on my soul versus my spirit. Our scripture is going to be coming from Hebrew, the fourth chapter, beginning at the 12th verse. Let's read. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the throats and intents of the heart. Let's wrap. I have found from talking and spiritually counseling others that many times the people of God are having trouble distinguishing the difference between the voice of their regenerated spirit and the voice of their souls. Our soul and our spirit are closely related so much to the point where we can find it difficult to distinguish accurately between them. I have found many mess up when they begin to think that they are the same. It is in those times that many just go with what they're feeling or what feels the safest or most comfortable to them. And that may or may not be what God is saying in your particular situation. We have to understand that our soul and our spirit is not the same. Neither do they speak the same language. The apostle Paul makes us very aware of that in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, when he says, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy. I pray God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's clear in this verse that apostle Paul made the distinction between the three, spirit, soul, and body. He was letting us know that all three play a different role in the make of a man. Not so long ago, I did a series on the podcast entitled Be Made Whole. I encourage you today, if you have not already, take a listen to that series. As we take a closer look at our scripture for today, Hebrews the fourth chapter, beginning at the 12th verse. And the first verse says, for the word of God is quick. We know God's word is quick and we know it's precise. It hits whatever target that God sends it to. We know the Bible tells us that the word of God would not return to him void, but it would accomplish that which he has sent it to do. We know it doesn't take the word of God uh, a long time to make things happen in our life. The moment that our spirit receives the word of God, instantaneously a change begins in our life. The moment the word quickens your spirit, you begin to come alive to the word of God. We know it says the word of God is powerful. We know through our studies of the Bible that the word of God is powerful. It's able to break and destroy every chain of the enemy, any bondage. There is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing going on in our lives that the word of God cannot break or destroy off of our lives. The Bible says it's sharper than any double edge or two edged sword. We know that when you think about a sword that has a double edge, that means it cuts to and from. It cuts both ways, going in, coming out. There's a double edge on the sword. It's going to cut. It says piercing. Piercing means searching, probing, penetrating. We know the word of God comes to search us. It comes to, to seek out in the search though for those that are lost. It comes to uncover. There's no way you can stay hid 
with the word of God. When the word of God comes and it quickens your spirit, you come alive to the word of God. It's probing, it's penetrating the dark areas of our lives. It says even to the dividing. Dividing means separating, to be separated into parts. So when it says the word of God is, is coming even to the dividing, to the separating asunder, asunder mean apart, divided into pieces. God thought it uh, um, worthy to pretty much repeat the same thing that he said. Dividing and asunder pretty much means the same thing. Dividing means to separate or be separated into part. Asunder, same thing, apart, divided into pieces. He's letting us know that the word of God is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any double-edged sword. It's able to pierce, it's able to search, it's able to get in there and separate our soul from our spirit. And it says, and the joint and the marrow. The joint and the marrow is our body. So not only is the word of God coming to separate and to divide, to, to separate into pieces our soul from our spirit, but it's also getting in there to the joint and the marrow. God is covering the soul, the spirit, and the body. He's saying he's, he gets into the joint. We know our joints, our marrow is in our bones, is in our body, our physical being. It says the word of God, not only does it cover the soul, the spirit, and the body, but it is also a discerner. Discerner means to perceive by sight of or thought. He said he's a discerner of the thoughts. Thoughts mean ideas or opinions produced by thinking. It says occurring suddenly in the mind. So not only is the word of God coming as a double-edged sword, piercing, dividing asunder our soul and our spirit, reaching our joint, our marrow, which is our body, but it is discerning the thoughts and the intents of our heart. Uh, intents mean the purpose. So he gets in there, the word of God gets in, and it discerns our very intent. See, man can't see your intent. Man can't see the inner part of our heart. But the word of God is a discerner. The word of God, it, it, it automatically perceives, it automatically sees what the intents of a man's heart is before he even opens up his mouth. We begin to look at our soul versus our spirit because that's what our topic is about today. My soul versus my spirit. When we begin to look at our soul versus our spirit, we know the word of God in the Hebrew uh, is called nephesh. So soul in the Hebrew text is the word nephesh. The word used in this text is mentioned 750 times in the Old Testament and 100 times in the New Testament. The word soul also in the New Testament is referred to as sush or psyche. Our soul is our immaterial part of us. Our soul refers to the basic psychological function as we interact with the world, our mind, our will, our intellect. It, that is why the enemy, Satan, is an expert in psychological warfare. He loves playing games with our minds, our emotion, our intellect, thus getting us to surrender our will. Our soul is also said to be the seat of our spiritual as well as our physical need it craves, and the craving includes our need for God's presence. We learned earlier in our study on the podcast when I talked about be made whole, soul. We talked about the soul is the seat of our emotions and our experiences. We know from the study of that series that our soul can be sad, our soul can grieve. It has the capability to weep, 
to rejoice, to bless the Lord. It has the uh, capability to be distressed, to be anxious, to be troubled, to hate, to love. Our soul realm is associated with our will, as well as our moral and spiritual actions. Our soul is a part of us that makes us unique. Our soul is also what we think of when we say the personality of a man. In other words, our soul or our nephesh can stand for the true range of our human need, uh, our desires, our feelings, again, which includes our thought, our memory, our conscience, is the seat of our personality. It is the origin of our self-consciousness. It is the ingredient which makes us human. You hear a lot of people nowadays talking about, I'm self-conscious, I became aware, or I, I woke up, or I'm woke to self. It ain't always a good thing to be woke to self, especially when you're being led by yourself. And I say that because in our soul realm, it's where we make choices. And we make choices, we exercise our own will. Believe it or not, you can tell a lot about the nature or the character of a person by observing their expressions of their soul through their thoughts, their actions, their words. Now we take a closer look into our soul realm. We have to know that our soul belongs to the realm of our natural man, our intellect, our thoughts, our ideas, our, the, the ability to love, our emotion, our understanding. Again, our decision-making, our choices. You may hear me repeat some of the same words because I want you to get this and understand that a lot goes on in our soul realm. We have to be careful when we are being led by our soul realm because it is in our soul realm that our fleshly lusts, desires, and appetite resides. It is in our soul realm that those appetites will grow if we neglect to bring them into check. Or if we continue to feed that appetite and give it what it wants, it's going to continue to grow. It's going to grow into a monster that's out of control. The next thing you know, those desires, those fleshly lusts, and the, that appetite is controlling you. You're no longer controlling it. In 1 Peter 2 and 11, he really summed it up pretty good for us to let us know. Uh, 1 Peter 2 and 11 said, it tells us to abstain from fleshly lusts, which wars against the soul. Whether you believe me or not today, there's a war going on. There's a war going on in your soul versus the spirit. We are talking about our soul versus our spirit. The difference between our soul and our spirit realm. Now our spirit belongs to the realm of the spirit and the soul of man is the affection and desires that never directs toward God. In other words, the affections of our soul have no desire to serve God. It has no desire to love God. It has no desire to, to humble or surrender itself unto God. It is not until our spirit has become regenerated by the Holy Spirit. In other words, man can never love God or the things of God until he is born again. When trying to distinguish the difference between the two, we must know what it is that's of God and what is not of God. When we go to look at our soul realm, our soul is initially dark. Our soul, uh, it, there's no good thing that dwells within us. Our soul, all it know how to do is do evil. It's not until our minds have been renewed and our soul have been regenerated by the word of God that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind through the word of God. We must know that the rim of our soul centers merely around our human activity and sometimes demonic activity. Our soul refers to our lower psychological function. Many think our soul 
uh, the, or the soul of a man is the totality of our being that is all wrapped up in our soul. But when we look at our soul versus our spirit, our spirit is our higher spiritual function. The rim of our spirit is the center of God's activity. It is our spirit with a little s that connects us to a relationship with God. The word of God tells us that we can only truly worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, as we begin to take a closer look at our soul, we know that our soul is the essence of our being. It is who we are. When we look at our soul versus our spirit, our spirit is the aspect of our humanity that connects us to God. Um, that is why the word tells us that we must die to self. We must die to who we are, our past thoughts, our will, our old mind, our emotions. We must lay all that aside in order that our spirit might be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. We must understand that the function of our spirit is different from the function of our soul. We're talking about our my soul versus my spirit today. All of God communication with us occurs in our spirit. It is crucial that we as believers understand and know our spirit. If we do not know our own spirit, it will be difficult to understand how to have true worship and fellowship with God in the spirit. We must know and understand the operation of our spirit, not only for the purpose of fellowship, but without knowing our own spirit, we can easily make the mistake to think that our thoughts and our emotions of our soul realm are actually activity of our spirit realm. Or have you ever found yourself in a situation or a circumstance where you needed to make life-changing or life-altering decisions and you just wanted to make the right decision, decision based on the leading of the spirit and not from your mind or your emotions? I found it is especially vital during these times that we know we are being led by the spirit and not by our flesh or our soul realm. It is our spirit that allows us to function in the spiritual realm. Remember, there is no way to worship God other than in spirit and in truth. But in order for us to fellowship in spirit and in truth, we must learn to crucify the flesh. We must allow the word of God to transform us by the renewing of our minds, our soul realm through the word of God. There is no way to fellowship in spirit and in truth without renewing of our mind and surrendered heart and spirit to God. Remember in early teaching on soul be made whole, we talked about our spirit receiving impressions of our outward and material things through the soul. Our ungenerated soul is the command center. It gives commands to the spirit and the body. The gate to the soul is our imagination, our memory, our reason, our affections. That is why a person that is led by the soul is a person that's in trouble. I have found that a person that is led by their soul, there is too, not too much that that person would not do. They are led by their own will and their emotions, their own lusts, their own fleshly desires versus a person that is led by the spirit. If you are led by the spirit of God, you are subject to the spirit of God. There's only one thing that stands as a guard at the door of our spirit. It is our own will. It is only when our will is surrendered to God, the Holy Spirit will take up residence in our heart and we will know it. No one will have to tell you that you've been delivered or you've been changed. The spirit of God himself will tell you. Romans 8 and 16 says, the spirit himself, meaning the Holy Spirit, will bear witness with our spirit with the little s 
that we are the children of God. We're talking today about our soul versus our spirit. When we look at our spirit, the spirit of a man is his personality. Once we have come to God in spirit and in truth, our spirit, our heart is open to him. The spirit of God can subdue our body through the medium of our soul so that the body will obey God. We are no longer led by our soul realm. Our spirit being led by the Holy Spirit transmits its thoughts to our spirit with a little s. Then our spirit transmits to our soul. Our soul exercises the body to obey the spirit's orders. Our spirit is the center of activity where the Holy Spirit operates and regenerates. Likewise, when we're talking about our soul versus our spirit, our soul is the center of the activity where Satan operates, making his appeal to our affections, our emotions, constantly trying to lure us to sin against God. Satan is satisfied when he knows he has mastered any of these areas of our life. Satan understands that if we allow him room, he can and will dominate our physical and soul realm of our thoughts, our memory, our mind, our will, our emotions, even our intellect. Ephesians 4 and 27 tells us, neither give place to the devil. One version of the Bible says, don't give him a foothold. We cannot afford to be led by our soul. Jesus told us when he left that he was going away, but the father would send the comforter, his spirit to lead and guide us to all truth. It is not our job to be led by our own soul realms. If in fact we were capable of such, there would have been no need for God to send us his spirit to live on the inside of us. It is only by the spirit of God that we are capable of staying on the path of righteousness. Our soul, our spirit must remain separate and only God's word can distinguish and separate the two. The truth of the matter is we can only follow the Holy Spirit leading our spirit. Only as we continue to renew our minds with the word of God, for indeed the word of God is quick. It is powerful than any double-edged sword and the spirit of God knows exactly what we need to have extracted from our lives and continue to divide our soulish realm from our spirit realms. Let's pray. Heavenly father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we ask you today that you would search our hearts like only you can. Remove everything that resides in us that is not like you or according to your will for our lives. We ask you to continue to fill our minds with your word. Help us to constantly read and meditate more on your word. Help us to respond differently to every situation and circumstance as we continue to surrender to the leading of your Holy Spirit in our lives. Help us to stay faithful to your word and the things that you have taught us. Help us to hide your word in our heart that we might not sin against you. Now, last but not least, Heavenly Father, we ask you that you help us to know your voice, the voice of your spirit, that it might continue to be lead us, that we might be led by your spirit and not by our flesh. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As always, thank you for joining Yasha, young and sharing his anointing. I am Elder Shanina Walker. Until the next time, have a blessed day.